Podcast. I'm Jason Pistorino. I'm Christina Lomangino. And this time we're coming at you with the CKC Random Rankings Episode 2. It's been a minute since Episode 1, but we did cover two shows, Westworld, House of the Dragon, and a plethora of our Patreon episodes. Yes, if you are missing CKC in your life, please feel free to head over to our Patreon, where every month we cover... A special topic in our bonus episodes this month is going to be the 10 deadliest plants. Ooh. Oh, wait, are they all from Harry Potter? They are not, <laughs> but spoilers, some may make an appearance. Oh, nice. We also cover one movie a month. Speaking of, we just finished the final Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. We've been covering that film franchise for a long time. And of course, we have your coffee breaks where we give you non-spoiler reviews for the most part of what Jason and I are watching. But over here, we've started doing random rankings, which is essentially what it sounds like. We take things and we rank them. In episode one, we did the 10 best TV opening credits for which we both gave to Game of Thrones. The 10 best movie opening credits I gave to Harry Potter, you to Casino. And the 10 best post-credit sequences. I gave it to Rise of the Planet of the Apes and you, The Mandalorian. And I still stand with that. We have a lot of ideas for what we'd like to cover in rankings in the future. If you have something you'd like to hear us rank, please write in and let us know. Yeah, the more the better. Uh, Anything. Top 10 porn stars. (laughs) Now, I'll tell you what's on our mind is movie scores. That's something we've thrown around a bit. And best magical items. Perfect. We could also do top 10 movies that have to do with sports. Yeah, I don't know that I would love that one, but we could. (laughs) The question is, what are we covering today? A fun, maybe controversial topic. It's the 10 best Shyamalan movies. This is such a good list because guaranteed no one's will be identical. Mm -hmm. If we had 2,000 of our listeners send us a list, not one would be identical. Identical. What's fun, though, is that you know most, if not all, of his movies. There's not going to be a ton on there that you're unfamiliar with. And there's not too many. I would say there's perhaps 15 notable ones total. So it's more like placing them in the order we like, and everyone feels different about that. Everyone feels different about M. Night to begin with. That's part of the reason we're doing this. I read a good article about him that said he's probably never going to live down some of his... What are considered failures? I don't always agree. That's part of what we're going to talk about. But they said, here's the thing about him. Quote, he's never given up on himself, even when others have loudly mocked his pretenses to being a mass appeal filmmaker who's tried to inject soul and thematic depth into his blockbusters. At best, he's managed to say something meaningful about mortality, childhood, and things that go bump in the night while pushing the boundaries of ghost stories, superhero movies, and even sci-fi thrillers. He's a showman who loves to hit you with a killer twist. We'll talk about Mm -hmm. that. Of course, his storytelling trademarks quickly became a crutch, leading to diminishing returns and a sense that he was painting himself into a narrative corner. We talked about that the last time we reviewed a Shyamalan film over on Patreon, that he became famous for this epic twist within his movies, yeah. and it kind of became his downfall. For a while, I think he 
felt like he had to have that or it wasn't a Shyamalan movie. We were all expecting it. And yet it was never going to be the sixth sense again. Yeah. Right? You just can't do that twice. And he started to carry a stigma that maybe made him feel like he couldn't do other things. Sure. This happens to a lot of people that come out strong and do something so different. Uh, A lot of musicians go through that. Uh, Their first two albums were top of the charts. Their sound is so different. Everyone loves them. And then they almost feel like every album after that has to sound the same, be the same. And they actually end up just trying to copy themselves Mm -hmm. instead of just changing as you grow like the Beatles did. Mm -hmm. They changed. Well, perhaps he is finally figuring that out, finally changing. We're going to discuss that when we get to some of his more recent films. There's also a lot on the list that other people do not enjoy that I do. (laughs) I'm never going to not watch a Shyamalan movie. You have to. Let's put it that way. And most of them I've seen multiple times. I really enjoy a lot of what's going on there, not just for the sake of the reveal. Now, whether this new direction is going to be something that people appreciate, if we're going to be able to embrace a new era of Shyamalan, I don't know. You're going to see that the critics generally receive him a lot more poorly Yeah, than he pissed someone off. the audience does when you get to ratings, Rotten Tomatoes scores. The audience is usually higher on it, though still lower than I would be on a lot of things. Yeah. There's movies that we watch that are Shyamalan's that everyone hated, but we enjoyed it tremendously. We, we enjoyed the storyline. We were never bored, especially with his horror movies or scary or mysterious. So many times in those genres of movies, we just watched one last night, the last quarter of it or the third act is horrible. They just gave up. Shyamalan doesn't do that. I don't think his movies do that at all. Whether you appreciate what the ending is or not, what I can say coming out of all of them is generally I've not seen something like that. It was Mm -hmm. a brand new idea. It was a brand new thing. And that's fun to me. So let's put some parameters around our rankings for those of you who haven't listened yet. Number one, we can really only rank things that we know. That's part of why we chose Shyamalan, because we are familiar with pretty much all of his work. Sure. This is going to be a personal likes list. This is not going off some master blueprint of what is the best what took in the most money, what got the highest ratings. This is just how much do we appreciate things Sure. in order of 10 to 1. 10 being the least liked, although it's still probably going to be pretty good, and 1 being the most. Another important thing to note here, because Shyamalan movies are famous for their twist, and we're going to be talking about what we liked and disliked about each movie, we're going to be spoiling things. We're going to have to reveal the ending to pretty much all of these movies So if you haven't seen them, I don't know why this would be fun to listen to our rankings Uh, if you're not familiar, but you might just want to be aware of that ahead of time. I mean, I think everyone knows how The Sixth Sense ends, at least, (laughs) but the others as well. Uh, We have one on here, which is a newer movie for him, and I suppose we'll, we'll try to keep that one from spoiling the ending in case you haven't gotten to it yet. And we have many of them on this list that we reviewed in our movie reviews. Yeah, we can try to take note of that as we go along, too, in case you're eager to hear more. There's some that I would still like to do at some point in the future. You, you don't want to overwhelm people because <laughs> it is controversial. But we're going to go back and forth. Let's just start it off with our number 10. I'll go first. My number 10 is After Earth. Now, this is one that comes pretty low on most critics' list. Out of a total 15, 
It is 14 for Vulture and 13 for Collider and Rotten Tomatoes, getting a 12% from the critics and a 36% from the audience. That has to be one of the lowest on here. They say it's dull, ploddingly paced. A lot of people did not appreciate the acting and the chemistry or lack thereof. Of his son and him? Between, yes, General Cipher, played by Will Smith, <laughs> and his son, Katai, played by his real-life son, Jaden Smith. <laughs> hmm. If you haven't seen this, people were forced to leave Earth a millennia ago to establish a new home on Nova Prime, but Cipher and Katai both have to go there, and they encounter disaster when their craft crashes on Earth's hostile surface. They need to trust each other in order to survive, to get out alive. I don't know. I really enjoy these looks at what Earth could be X amount of years into the future, especially in a reality where the planet has mounted all of its defenses against us, against humans. Like We are the thing that was killing it, and so it's fighting back. Going there now is a dangerous proposition to humans. I thought that whole idea was really exciting to look at. I do enjoy... Will Smith, even if I don't think this is one of his best performances. I I enjoyed Jaden less. I do agree with those criticisms, but I appreciated their relationship, especially for what it was supposed to be. And there was no real big twist here. It was just an entertaining sci-fi thriller. Yeah. You know what, Chris? I know it's very unpopular. I think we did a spoiler-free review on that years ago. And I'm almost scared to say this because I feel like we'll walk out this house today and there'll be a bunch of men in black there to kill us. Mm -hmm. But I think as a summertime hit to watch, it'd be in your best interest to get jiggy with After Earth. Mm -hmm. So I too will say After Earth for 10. It's one of those you feel like it should be included on the list, but you definitely like more of his better. Uh, I think that's why it's easy to slot it in at the final number. It's a different kind of movie. It's not like a, a wild, wild west. It's a sci-fi that's that's out there. <laughs> I, I ran out of Will Smith songs in, in movies. <laughs> All right. Moving along to number nine. I am going to break the glass mm. on Shyamalan's trilogy. And spoiler, Glass, the third and final, is my number nine. It ranks 10 for Vulture. And for Rotten Tomatoes, with a 37% audience and a 67% viewer. Hey, listen, I didn't know about Glass. I didn't know about the whole trilogy that he did until you told us to watch it and we covered them all. Okay, so, but this is prior to you seeing Glass. Yeah. Right? So you had seen Unbreakable. That's right. Probably years ago, like we all did as we were younger. Had you seen Split at the time, the second one? No, I hadn't seen any of them. Okay. Wow. You brought me to it. So you were totally out of the loop here. Glass is the third. It wraps it up by following David Dunn, our main character, as he tries to stay one step ahead of the law while delivering vigilante justice. But it puts him on a collision course with our bad character from Split, the Beast. (laughs) But really the mastermind behind all of this, Elijah Price, and how all of this came to be sort of explaining the backstory to everything. And yeah, for a lot of people, I mean, we certainly were not aware for a long time that Unbreakable was part of this universe. Right. 
nor that it was going to be that and split as a number one and two and this being the third. There is a ton of backstory that was really interesting to this movie that we did cover as a Patreon movie once. Yep, it's unfortunate because I love the fact that Shyamalan thought, hey, I want to create a superhero movie, but do it differently. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling if he came out with these now, it would do better because people are a little tired of the typical hero, superhero movie right now. It was too and late. And this will be... It was either By too late he did or this. too early. Yeah. Too early when he thought of it. And that would have been groundbreaking. He was trying to put this in place at a time where we didn't have that fatigue yet. We didn't have all the knowledge we do now about comic book adaptations. By the time Glass hits the screen, it feels very trite. Like, whoa, we've seen all this before. And the biggest knock against it, it didn't have enough money to do all the things it wanted, to, wanted do. to do. Yeah. But I, I would I agree with you, but I would argue it would do better now too. Because it's different enough. Well, twenty nineteen, I mean, we'd already gotten a lot of it. And yeah, and people didn't true. feel there was enough standout about it. He he wasn't doing enough groundbreaking things. Well, yeah, but Unbreakable was two thousand. So I just mean like the whole trilogy. The whole thing, yeah. yeah. He was way ahead of his time with that, but took too long he very much to did. finish it off with this third yeah. one. So that's your nine? Yes. What's your number nine? My number nine is going to be one that I don't think you watched. And I again, I know a lot of people hate it, mm. but I was just so happy to have this movie in live action. And I wasn't that knowledgeable of all of the background. I think this is a comic book as well. So I didn't have enough knowledge where it was offensive to me. What I'm talking about is the 2010's The Last Airbender. Yes, I haven't seen this. I've heard a lot about it. It ranks 12 for Vulture, 14 for Rotten Tomatoes, just barely sneaking in there. Not at all for Collider. With a 5%. Critics' <laughs> yeah. consensus. So maybe I'm... 30 audience. But this is Shyamalan, though. And uh, no, don't second-guess yourself. I'm going to feel that way about a lot that comes up here. I've heard about the premise, which is very interesting. The four nations of air, water, earth, and fire live in harmony until fire declares war. A century later, there's still no end in sight to the destruction until an avatar named Aang discovers he has the power to control the four elements. Yeah, I love that. It's a good source idea. With our powers combined, we are <laughs> Captain Planet. All right, moving on to number eight. I'm giving it to one of the newer Shyamalans, Old. Now, this ranks about midway. Number nine for Vulture, eight for Collider, seven for Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 50% critics and 53 audience, so very split down the middle. Split. A lot of them say the same thing. There's no shortage of interesting ideas here. He's playing with a lot of fun stuff, but they did not like the execution, felt like it was very uneven and even annoying at times. Bullshit. Um, I love the ending, too. I was like, oh, this felt good. I like this. The premise here, this is the one at the beach, if you're trying to remember. It's a bottle episode movie. A tropical holiday vacation turns into a horrific nightmare when a family visits a secluded beach that somehow causes them to age rapidly, reducing their entire lives into a single day. All of the thoughts behind this, what if things just got put on fast forward and you had to deal with 
everything that is already so difficult about yeah. life in this super condensed time span. That's a really disturbing and interesting premise to think about. And he goes through all of it, you know, all the major milestones that yeah. you would encounter. As a parent, you're seeing your kids grow up from a toddler to a young adult in Giving front of your birth, eyes. Dying. Giving birth, dying. Truly enjoyed that. Old is on mine too, but a little higher. Okay. I'm actually happy to hear about that. I, I never felt bored. I was constantly interested in where was, this was going. Yes, there were some parts that were not executed great. There sure. was some weird film stuff. And some of it I liked. Some of it was terrible. Yeah. I think, yet again, the ending bothered a lot of people, but I, I loved it. really enjoyed it. I was it. like, that's an interesting premise. And, and maybe that's going to be the big difference, the tipping point for a lot of movies, if you liked it or not. Look, I'm just happy it didn't end with... Scary music, and all of a sudden you see a hand of a creature, and you're like, oh, okay. Well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, without kind of going too far, what I'll say is there are times where I like the ambiguous, you figure it out ending. Sometimes. But I appreciate that for the most part, Shyamalan takes a stand. Yeah. He tells you, this is what happened. Not, I don't know where my movie went yeah. at the end of the day. You, you just figure, to me, like... It's not often done in a way that feels artful and exciting. It's more like they didn't know. Yes. They didn't know what to say. Yeah. So you might not always like his message, but I appreciate what he's trying to do. <laughs> Me too. And I think what helped with us is we didn't know what to watch one day, and it was there on stream. I had been seeing the preview, the trailer, really For, hooked me. Yeah. From the first time I saw it at another movie. Yeah. And, and since then, I kept wanting to watch it but it wasn't available easily streaming for a long time yes and i think that hurt it and for our movie reviews we tend to do Shyamalan when it's on streaming because we know not everyone loves it and we don't want to ask people Another to go to the hurdle. movie theater yeah this yeah this was hard to find so what is your number eight my number eight is the green mile what i'm <laughs> just kidding i wanted to see the look on your face <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, we did talk about that in another ranking, though. For my number eight, and I think this is one that will get moved around a bit throughout the days and years, because <laughs> you know how indecis undecisive I am. I'm a Libra. Signs. Mm, okay. I enjoyed it tremendously because that was during my junior or senior year of high school. Finally had a car. Went to my first drive-in double feature. Was outside. I was like, Oh my God, a drive-in theater. I was eating popcorn on top of my car. And that was one of the movies. So I really, it was just the whole experience. But I got to tell you, rewatchability is not there for this movie. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. It ranks really high on every list. It is number three for Vulture, Collider, and Rotten Tomatoes. Some of the higher ratings, 75% critics, 67 audience. They talk about the expert suspense building that he does here. Absolutely. I'm going to have to give a spoiler that this is one not on my top 10. Oh, and wow. People are going to say, how could you put After Earth in and not signed? <laughs> I totally get it. You could yell at me. This is why this is a personalized list. It's the exact reason you're talking about. Number one, I have never wanted to go back to that movie <laughs> after my first yeah. time watching it. And I did not, even the first time around, feel that real suspense building. I felt bored for long stretches of time. I didn't 
okay. care about the mystery that was building. I didn't think he did a particularly good job with that. And it's not ever going to be my number one type of movie unless it's done really well. Uh, frankly, you know, Mel Gibson, this, this is not my favorite. I love Mel. Perfor- I do love him as well. It's not my favorite performance. Joaquin Phoenix, I mean, is great in everything. That definitely makes it worth it. Uh, but I, I just think the mystery wasn't quite hitting the mark for me. Okay. Something to note about Shyamalan is that oftentimes we can have a discussion and it can get heated in a happy manner. Heated mm-hmm. debates where I can fight you and be like, how could you feel? Any movie that Shyamalan, they say they don't like it. I just go, okay. I can see what yeah. you're saying. Yep. I, I understand. And the reasons I like it aren't even always logical. So it's yep. hard to have that argument with somebody. Absolutely. All right. Number seven, I have his newest, Knock at the Cabin. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say for a brand new movie that I've only seen once, to wind up on a top 10 is an accomplishment to begin with. Number seven is not too bad. It's getting pretty high for most critics. Number five for Vulture, seven for Collider, and six for Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. 67% critics, 63% audience. And we covered it, didn't we? We did. Yeah. What we talked about is this is his first real one where he does diverge and try to do something different. It is not all about the patented Shyamalan twist. Of course, there's stuff you don't expect, but it's much more about the relationships between people. Mm -hmm. Um, That thing that I am always enjoying that's secondary in most of his movies, what if? What would I do if? How would I react? And instead of worrying about how he's going to mess with the plot line later, he just goes with that. Mm -hmm. What would these people do if they found themselves in that situation? And that's enough. And I hope that he learns from that because I do think he could do much better than this with the new direction. But I think it's a fantastic start and I really enjoy it. And as we said in the movie cast, I think this would have been a great miniseries. Mm. Where they showed the impact. They took an episode or so with each sin and showed the impact of what happened. The horsemen, more time, more deep diving. I think it it hurt from not being able to get into all of that. But yeah, a good foray into new territory. Knock at the Cabin is on my list, but higher up. Great. What's your number seven? Well, next up, I'm going to go with Glass. Okay. And again, uh, everything you said, I mirror. Uh, mm-hmm. This has way more watchability than Signs. That's why it's ahead yes. of Signs. But perhaps the first time watching Signs, maybe that one was a little better. But the rewatch puts it over the edge. I would do Glass again, for sure. I would sooner do Others again, and, and that's influencing how my rankings shake out. Yeah. Okay. Number six is the big one. I am ready to get all the hate, okay? I'm prepared, so bring it at me. Don't worry, you're unbreakable. No, it's The Happening. Ah. One that most people would rather pretend never existed. Never happened. Proclaim as widely the worst Shyamalan. Well, maybe second worst. That could be tied. We'll discuss that. But one of the worst movies ever. It barely sneaks into Vulture at number 15, their last slot. It's nine for Collider, 11 for Rotten Tomatoes, 18% critics. 24% audience. They say, it begins with promise, but descends into an incoherent and unconvincing trifle. Now, 
What I will admit, and I've freely talked about this before, Mark Wahlberg is the worst part of this movie. (laughs) It's a mistake on all levels. A different leading actor, I think, could have done a lot more with this movie. To be fair, that performance required a lot. A lot is going to hinge on being sold by the main character. Mm -hmm. So it would have been a hard task for anybody, but certainly that somebody is not Mark Wahlberg. I don't know whoever thought that was a smart idea. And I don't even love Zoe Deschanel in general, Mm. but if this is his counterpoint, like somebody to save Wahlberg's performance, she's not it either. Gotcha. Um, It is a wildly bizarre premise that can border into corny when you're just thinking about it. Mm. But I think it's fascinating. It has never been done before, which is awesome in and of itself. (laughs) And I think some of the ways he does it are truly terrifying. Yeah. There are parts of that movie I still think about today and they chill me. The lawnmower scene. Okay. That's Uh, all I have to say. That's terrifying. Look, it's so funny that you say this in your preemptive to this was how much hate you're going to (laughs) get. Now, I understand that this list is a funky bunch. (laughs) But I think with how we agree so much, it's going to give a lot of people some good vibrations. Those are Marky Mark songs. Uh I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm waiting for them to end. But (laughs) the happening... helping my cause. The happening is mine as well. Oh, wow. So we have two that line up for this ranking so far. We like to see when and where that happens. And again, I mirror your thoughts, and I can, again, understand people who say, fuck that movie. Mm -hmm. I get it. But... It's weird. There's a lot bad about it. May I remind you, John Leguizamo. Yeah. Love Leguizamo. One of his best. I love him so much. Love Leguizamo. And he killed it in that. And Spencer Breslin is in it. He did amazing in this. And the whole concept... That's worth it, even if it's not explored the best it possibly could be. Nobody's done it before or since then. Why? Very true. Because it's hard to pull off. Yeah. Because the bad guy doesn't have a voice. Even though they try to give it one, and that's maybe one of the failings of the uh, movie. Did you know M. Night Shyamalan is in this movie? (laughs) No, is he? He makes a lot of uh, cameos, but I didn't know. He's a voice. Joey. Oh. Okay. And it's so funny, speaking of, uh, well, as to not really, really spoil it, um, our bonus is very similar to this movie. Yeah, if you're (laughs) interested in the real-life breakdown, stay tuned for this month's Patreon bonus. Let's move it on to our number five, midway through the list. Oh, it's going to get harder and harder. It actually gets easier for me now because... The top ones are a lot easier for me to identify. Like, these are my favorite Shyamalans from this point on out. No, like, I have to stick up for them. You could come at me if you want, but I feel pretty confident about five through one. Okay, my number five is Unbreakable. Generally regarded as one of the better, it's number two for Vulture, two for Collider, four for Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 70% critic, 77 audience. This is the first in his trilogy. It is different from everything else he made after. I mean, it's an early movie. came out in 2000. Quietly suspenseful, intriguing. It is good at a first watch, but so much better now that we know. Know everything. And you can go back and re-watch through that lens of what's to come and how it all fits. 
which to be able to go back to a movie from 23 years ago and see it through new eyes, mm-hmm. that's an amazing accomplishment. Oh, Christina, I'm sorry, but I am doing Unbreakable as well. Okay, bring it on. Bruce Willis. I hope he's doing better. It's not going to heal, but uh, I hope he's doing all right and enjoying his life as much as he can. But did you know this is the third movie with Bruce and Sam? And Samuel L. I said Sam. Samuel L. Jackson. So we're not talking about like Glass later on. Oh, shoot. Okay, that's four. Okay. I meant like, wow, no, I didn't know that. They're in together for Die Hard. Okay. This movie and Pulp Fiction. Okay. Yeah. And uh, this could be a whole conversation. I'm just going to drop this bomb here. Most people know this anyways, but we will see Bruce in the future in movies mm. because he, him and his family did sell his rights to use him as in perpetuity and mm-hmm. as AI. Yeah. I like him and Sammy together. Yeah, me too. Great combo. All right, moving on to number four. I have The Visit. I've never seen this one. Oh, my goodness. Okay, it's a little spotty. Number eight for Vulture, six for Collider, five for Rotten Tomatoes, so still pretty high. 68% critics, 51 audience. This is one where the critics are actually higher. If you haven't seen this, summing it up is difficult. This is what they say. Becca and younger brother Tyler say goodbye to their mother and board a train to head deep into Pennsylvania's farm country, staying with their maternal grandparents for the first time. Welcomed by Nana and Pop Pop, all seems well until the siblings start to notice increasingly strange behavior from the seemingly charming couple. When they discover a shocking secret, the children begin to wonder if they'll ever make it home. The critics say this movie provides horror fans classic thrills as well as laughs. I think this is probably one of his most classical horror movies on the list. Mm. It feels different in that sense. It's everything you're expecting. And I do think it's one where the twist, because it's in here, the classic Shyamalan twist, is excellent, fully pays off, and does not detract from multiple viewings. Wow. That, to me, makes this rank pretty high. Shoot. Well, I haven't seen it. So it's oh, not gonna fall on my list. This is our next watch because I guarantee even you, not a lover of horror, is gonna walk away from it saying that's pretty good. This is our next visit. <laughs> All right. So number four, we're at? Wow. That's right. Oh, uh, now I'm gonna go old. Okay. Wow. I almost forgot. It belongs pretty high, and as I said, it ranks somewhere midway for most critics. All right. We're into the top three. Oh. <sighs> Pressure. My number three is definitely an emotional pick. I know many will not agree, but I stand firm on The Village. We have always had, since the day we settled here, a gentle understanding with the creatures who live beyond our borders. We do not stray into their woods. They do not come to our village. I have always pictured them in some ways as our protectors. They have allowed us to live here, nestled amongst them in this untouched place. By the markings we find this morning on our homes, I feel they were warning us. 
question ourselves at moments such as these. Did we make the right decision to settle here? I fear our days of peace are over. It is number six for Vulture, number five for Collider, and number nine for Rotten Tomatoes, so pretty decent. 43% from critics, 57 from audience, and I do think it started out higher and has come under a lot more scrutiny as time goes on. People say the signature twist ending disappoints here. I disagree, and I think a lot is going to, again, come down to whether or not you like that, but... We've got Bryce Dallas Howard, Joaquin Phoenix, and Adrian Brody in a 19th century setting horror. Come on, people. What else do you need? I agree with you. but From life. Let's push it more. Brendan Gleeson. Yes. From Harry Potter. Yes. William Hurt, Sigourney Weaver. Yes, they are smaller roles, but certainly. um, The entire thing, if you just even take out the twist and had this be a period piece with weird things... A happening in the village. A happening. It's interesting. Um, you have the one-two punch where you think you see the twist, what it's going to be, mm-hmm. right? The, these creatures and what's going on with that. But then very, very quickly, it's like, it's not that. It's this other thing, this yeah. much bigger thing. I really like that. I like it to this day. I think the performances hold up, and I've seen it a ton of times. Chris, I'd like to put this on our list of things to watch because it's been so long now for me that I would like to watch it again. You have to give it a little time. Yeah, it's one of those. No, but I'm happy to watch it again. That's what I mean. Yeah, great. Um, And The Village is my number three as well. Wow. This is amazing. I love it. I think our number two can't possibly be the same, but our number one could. So I'm excited to see what what happens here. Ooh, yeah. Um, I Well... I have a feeling the top two are the same for us, but maybe not in the same order. No, I don't think so at all. My number two is split. That's my number is two. Is it really? Yep. I did not think this was going to be your number two, but listen, it's undeniable. Again, it's number four for Vulture and Collider, number two for Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 78 and 79. It's some of his highest. It's James McAvoy. Possibly the best acting I've ever seen. He's acting as how many different characters? Uh, I mean, he's got 23 personalities, but you definitely see four or five very clearly. Yeah. And none of it ever feels forced. You're not like, oh, that one's silly. That, he could, But, you know, he's not perfect. He was masterful. And I have a crush on Anna Taylor-Joy, so that helps as well. The, she was also relatively unknown here. Yes. Which is why I liked it when I saw it, because... She wasn't a super famous actress, but I kept saying, wow, she's really good. And she stands up to McAvoy, which takes a lot. Even the critics will say this is a dramatic tour de force in acting from him, Mm -hmm. playing multiple roles. It is thrilling. It is truly terrifying at points, the way most of his other movies cannot nail. Now, what I will say... I enjoyed this much more not seeing it as part of the trilogy universe. Oh, okay. Thinking of it because he does leave this more ambiguous that what winds up being the beast at the end of this movie could just be a person. 
probably is just a person, another aspect of his personality that gets stronger, more aggressive, that she sees it differently because she's so terrified, traumatized. There's ways that it doesn't have to be supernatural, superhuman. After seeing Glass, it's confirmed that, in fact, it is. Right. And I think that makes this less exciting to watch. But I disagree. I still still like it a lot. Obviously, it's my number two. I disagree only because it's just makes it that much more impactful that number two is ambiguous. You don't find out till number three. And the fact that he never says one, two, three. So you could have never seen Glass. Yes, that's true. But where I say that a lot of his movies, I appreciate having a stamp on it, an answer to the ending. I really appreciated having this knot where gotcha. you could go either way. And now you can't. And, and okay. especially people who know that now going into it, I don't think you can take that lens off of it. Mm. Okay. But, I mean, still, the whole idea, the acting, his therapist, I mean, everything. It's just, I think it's really, really good. It's a strong, strong number two, and I don't think that'll budge for Okay, well, so now the number one must be the same because there's only one thing that but, could be better. Let's say it on three. One, two, three. The, the sixth, sixth sense. sense. Yeah. I want to tell you my secret now. I mean, I uh, hate to be disappointing here, but what else could it be? I mean, it, it was a tour de force that would never been ha- never happened before or since. His swan song being his first movie ever, probably. Um, but it's counter to what I've been saying. But it was so impactful, it did not change my ranking. The Sixth Sense has zero rewatchability. Once you know the twist. but um, I disagree. Initially, oh. I did enjoy going back to it a few times to say, wow, there were clues here all oh, along okay. that I wasn't sure. realizing. Now let me go back and see, oh my goodness, they were looking here, not there. Not there. Like, yep. And for a few times, that's great. Then you're sort of done with it. But yeah. it's worth it for all of that. And maybe it's worth it that that never gets old in your mind. You have those couple of great watches and you hold on to it as this sort of perfect movie. Yeah, it was a double-edged sword. It killed a future for him in a sense that he's never going to live up to that. Right. It's never going to be the sixth sense again. But most people don't have one sixth sense in their library. Very true. Forever. So the amount of ridicule he's getting when it is widely recognized, it's number one on every critic's list. It's 86%, still a little harsh from the critics, 90 from the audience, by far the highest. Yeah, and the twist being that um, it was the child's teddy bear the whole time. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> I mean, Haley Joel Osment just knocking it out of the park. That, that's oh really yeah. the key here. And I say that about a lot of Shyamalan movies that could have been better if you had someone like that in the role. When it's James McAvoy, can you imagine someone else trying to act split? When he's got the right leading person just blowing you away, mm-hmm. it's amazing. And you have a lot of the right people here. Unfortunately, some of his other movies don't get that. But you also have the wild, unexpected twist. If anybody tells you ahead of time... That they knew, they're lying. Before knowing... This is the world we live in now. It's, that is actually a turn of phrase, I see dead yeah. people. 
But if you say you knew before that, you're lying. lying you didn't know. <laughs> uh, we had another Wahlberg there. Did we? Yeah, we had Donnie, his brother. Donnie! I don't remember that. He played Vincent Gray. Small role. Do you know why you're afraid when you're alone? I do. I do. What do you want? What he promised me! What would he promise? Oh my God. Do I know you? Don't you know me, hero? Don't you even remember your own patience? Downtown clinic. Single parent family. Possible mood disorder. I was afraid. You told me I was having trouble coping with my parents' divorce. You were wrong. You were wrong. Now look at me! I don't want to be afraid no more. Just give me a minute. I waited ten years for you. I'm not giving you nothing! Wow, so, I mean, I'm not surprised that our number one is the same. I'm excited that so many others wound up the same for us. Let's briefly talk about there's some things that didn't wind up on our list. I think the first notable one, only because it's so big, is Lady in the Water, because nobody likes it. I know, Uh, and amazing actors in it. It's number 13 for Vulture, 10 for Collider, and 11 for Rotten Tomatoes, 25 and 49% rankings. Uh, People say it's far-fetched. There's not enough suspense. The performances feel contrived, maybe even a little silly. Yeah, but uh, maybe. I mean, Paul Giamatti, one of my favorite actors of all time, Jeffrey Wright. And I love Bryce Dallas Howard. I was just singing her praises for The Village, but unlike that, I don't buy it here. I buy her 100% in The Village. Here, it is contrived and weird for me. Uh, It is too twisty. In like just a sense that nothing really, I don't get it. Okay. I don't get it. I don't want to get it. I don't like it. (laughs) It's slow. It's boring. Yeah, it didn't make my list. I'm not going to fight you. It's just he could have done something. And it just... I think all of his ideas... speaks to the brilliance of his mind. They can all be something. He's got a seed in everything he writes. That's what makes it so interesting. Maybe he went a little too far into the deep end on this one. (laughs) There is another movie, 1998, that most people don't know about. I've never seen called Wide Awake. Never seen it? Um, Unlike everything else, the plot is struggling to adjust to his beloved grandfather's death. A boy seeks the understanding of God, life, and injustice. Okay. Um, that's interesting. I don't really know what it's about. What about praying with anger? Never that's, heard of that one, seen that one. Yeah, that's the other, 1992. We were in second grade. An autobiographical drama about an Indian-American college student, played by Shyamalan, who goes back to India as part of a student exchange program after the death of his father and experiences rather obvious culture shock learning about himself and his homeland in the process. These seem way more existential. He was trying to explore something totally different. But what I will say is, I do feel all of his other movies, for the most part, are exploring very deeper, thought-provoking questions in some way about life, our place in the planet, what comes after that. 
what we do to each other. I mean, it's what makes it fascinating for me. And along those lines, I'll say that one that did not qualify for our list because Shyamalan was only writer-producer, not director. But had it qualified, I think it would have ranked for me. Oh. And that's Devil. 1992, it's the elevator movie. Yeah. That's what makes most people think about it. Five strangers begin with an elevator ride in a Philadelphia office tower. But what happens next is anything but ordinary. The elevator gets stuck. The trapped passengers who expected to be together just a few minutes now face the revelation of their secrets and transgressions, and frightening events turn annoyance into terror as they soon realize one of their number is Satan himself. Now, that's where it loses a lot of people, but saying it sounds really cheesy, I think it's done really well. I think it's scary. There's twists here. I had a great time with it. Well, what about two TV shows that he's made? Wayward- yeah, we also didn't put those into qualifying because this is just movies. Movies, okay. Wayward Pines, we liked watching. Mm-hmm. It only had one season, unfortunately, but... I think you and I enjoyed watching that. Yes. And then one that I haven't seen, but you s- tried to watch and you hated it, Servant. Yeah, this was really frustrating because it's a recent one and it had a ton of promise. It looked really great. I actually gave it many, many episodes, almost the whole first season. The new season just came out, by the way. I kept thinking, recently. there's something here. I really like this. My sister and I watched, and we really liked the first couple, maybe two or three episodes, and it just kept getting worse, and we waited for it to turn around. It never did. It was a big flop for me. I wonder if you powered through that, it got better, with the fact that this year, January, the the new season came out, like they're still pushing it, Apple? A whole season. If I need to give something a whole season, it's still not there. I gotcha. It's too much. I'm sorry. It's too bad. Wouldn't it be great to have a Shyamalan show that we keep watching? (laughs) Well, and we also talk about we do enjoy a good twist when it's done right, when it's not just for the sake of having one. By the way, one of our other rankings that we've done in the past on Patreon was the 10 best plot twists in a movie. We did? We did. We've done so much, I don't even remember. I'm not going to tell you what the number ones were there because they're rather surprising. But we did have some Shyamalan on that list. We had said at the time we were going to try to restrict ourselves because it could have been all Shyamalan, which is interesting because here we are doing it now. That's funny. Uh, But I think you would enjoy that. So if you do sign up for Patreon, you can go ahead and check that out. And following that, one of our Patreon members gave his top twists for TV seasons only. Now, we included both. We were primarily movies there, but we allowed our list open to all of the above. And we've had a few other sort of rankings that were Patreon only. It was our trial run before we decided to launch this as a full out thing that we would do for CKC in the future. So now here we are. It's fun. And normally we have fight sessions. But this one, admittedly, we couldn't fight over anything because it's totally understandable. But now I'm looking at the best plot twists. Mm. I'm looking at your list and my list. Mm. And I remember getting upset at myself because one, I looked at my list first and I'm like, yeah, that's a solid list. Then I looked at your list and I'm like, Shit, how did I not put that in? And now remember that in the episode, I was like, no, I forgot about that one. Uh, I was so upset. Yeah, we both had some great things there, though. And I'm just take a look at your number two. We're not going to say anything out loud. Mm -hmm. So that's that's pretty good. It wasn't on mine at all. Yes, it was. Was it? Number eight. Oh, okay. There we go. Well, 
like I said, if you need more rankings in the meantime, before we come back for our next random rankings here, you can find some of that over on Patreon. And if you do have ideas for what should happen in the future, let us know. You can always write to us, contact at coffeeclatchcrew.com, or give us a phone call, 252-368-6606. Leave us a message. Uh, Don't be afraid if you make mistakes. We will edit it out. I make mistakes, mistakes I make all the time. For now, we'll say that according to the critics, Jason and I, all in agreement, the best M. Night Shyamalan movie is The Sixth Sense. Of course. But I'm excited to rank things in the future. This was fun, Chris, and I can't wait to do more. Clatchers, it's been a real twist hanging out with you guys. (laughs) And until next time, this round's on me. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CKC Podcast. And if you'd like to support Jason and Christina and would love even more content, including bonus casts and movie reviews, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash CKC Podcast. This round is on me. game.